Oh boy. Uh, content warnings. I have absolutely nothing for a content warning. Uh, you got one big one. For the interview. Yes. Uh, for the rest of the content warnings, we have ADHD. We have... Uh, we got breast cancer. Breast cancer and... By which uh, I mean I have breast cancer, so we're yeah, going to talk about that. Just rip that Band-Aid right off. What? It was a content <laughs> warning. Okay, so uh, the next thing is that um, we have pets. Sergi is currently lounging against my keyboard. The roosters are having their evening crow. And Hound is trying to crawl in my lap. Because that's what Hound does. Yes. And finally, we tend to swear a lot. We swear a fucking lot this past week. And I expect we're going to swear a fucking lot more in the upcoming weeks. Yes. Often we swear at the cats, but life in general. So, hi, uh, folks. Welcome to Productivity Alchemy, episode 304. It has been a week. Oh, Lord, has it ever. Has it ever. So, y'all remember how last week when I said that Ursula had gone in for a biopsy and she was tired, but it was probably nothing major, nothing to worry about? Yeah, I was fucking ridiculously wrong. Uh, there, uh, statistically, you should have been right. I know. But, uh, no, as it turns out, I have, uh... Uh, a, I am at stage two of a rapid and aggressive, uh... Hold on, it is, uh, it says here in my notes, this is an invasi invasive ductile carcinoma yes. at stage 2B. And boy, have we, uh, we have a treatment plan now. Yes, we do. Uh, it is, uh, basically, this is the dreaded triple negative, which means it doesn't respond to uh, any of the fancy-ass hormone therapies. Right. Uh, and it is super aggressive. Yeah. So, uh, which, <laughs> it, like, the, the doctor is like, uh, yeah, some tumors are like golden retrievers, some are like Rottweilers, yours is a Rottweiler. And I'm like... I feel this is Rottweiler slander because every Rottweiler I've ever known was a big moosh, but... Uh, if you're on their good side. Uh, her, her, her point was actually that uh, it's, it's not, you know, you can, in fact, get bitten very badly by a golden retriever, but you have to be a lot more uh, uh, dutiful in training the Rottweiler because it can do so much more damage. So much more damage. Uh, so this <sighs> one this one is a, a nasty little bitch of a cancer. It's... Uh, uh, yeah. Like, it went from nothing to word over three centimeters, and it probably wasn't even there four months ago. Yeah. No. Uh, it, it even skipped the precancerous stage. It just went straight to, hi, I'm cancer, hello. Yeah, as, as the doctor said, it, 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 where it normally starts in a, a milk duct, it fills the milk duct fill, and yeah. then erupts. This one didn't bother filling it. It was just like, nope, freedom! And then kick the door down on the milk duct. Right. Right. So, so yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, it's, it is a nasty little ball Ooh. of a tumor. And yes. uh, so, but... But... Uh, it was an unpleasant weekend because I didn't even know what stage it was because they, they had to, like, do tests and do things, but... Uh, the surgeon is very, very nice and also has breast cancer about three or four months ahead of me. So, uh, uh, it, her referral is to the doctor she is seeing and it really doesn't get more of a testimonial than that. Right. Uh, we are, they are going in guns a blazing. Uh, so I get like five months of chemo, uh, the heavy duty, full Brazilian, full body Brazilian chemo. <laughs> 
and not the uh, not the, yes. the pleasant kind that they have where you don't lose your hair. They're like, no, your hair is gone. Uh, so I have already contacted my stylist, waiting to hear back. Uh, I'm gonna get a mohawk before it uh, it falls out because I always kind of wanted to have a just at least once the big ass you know full punk. And uh, she had always said that if I ever did get cancer, she would be delighted to do that. So. We're going to find out. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I am going to live through this. Like, yes. This isn't me being like optimistic. Like uh, Statistically, the the 10-year survival rate on this is like 85%. Uh, and that's uh, yeah. a lagging indicator kind of thing. Like you, It's probably substantially higher uh, just based on the last five or 10 years. Yes. Uh, because the treatments keep improving, but we don't get the the data we have on ten year survivorship is from the treatments ten years ago. Right. So anyway, like yeah. No, I'm I'm I, I will live through this. I'm just gonna have a really shitty rest of the year. Uh, because they're doing, you know, the, the major radiation or no, the major chemo. Right. Then the surgery. Yep. And if we're lucky, the chemo will have killed everything yes. other than me. And uh, uh, then they're just like basically taking the corpse out with a melon baller, but... Uh, of the the corpse of the tumor. Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah, you can't take my corpse out with a melon baller. You don't have a big enough melon baller. Uh, and then uh, they... Uh, then radiation on the boob. Right. After they take it out. Uh, because given the size uh, and the difference in... Like, if they take the whole boob off, I get like a... Four or five percent chance of it coming back. If they just do a lumpectomy and take it out, I get like a six to eight percent chance of it coming back. So it's like there's there's yeah yeah you know at that point I would rather keep the boob. I kind of like having them, and being asymmetrical would just make me batshit after a while. Yeah, the the only thing that may inform that decision long term will be the genetic test. Genetic testing. We just yes. Had run to see if I've got the the scary markers, but uh, right. Yeah, but. The current plan is, uh, uh, yeah, anyway, once you've had a lump lumpectomy, though, then uh, they irradiate the boob, which means that you uh, are almost certainly not going to get the cancer there again, as opposed yeah, to yeah. if they don't, yeah, you get like a 30% chance, and nobody wants that. So, like, yeah, it is the lots of lasers and pew-pew and stuff dripped into my system, but uh, uh, I will live, it'll be fine, it'll just suck ass. So that's been my weekend. Yeah. Been? <laughs> uh, well, um, uh, Thursday went really well. Um, Friday started okay and then turned into sort of a shit show. Friday was when we got the diagnosis. Fortunately, I was already off work. Um, Saturday and Sunday, yeah, no, there there was a lot of. I, I spent a lot more time in denial. Let's be honest, because I was in the... It, it it didn't feel real until we were sitting with the doctors talking about treatments today because there was so much up in the air. Will we, won't we, can we, can't we? What's the plan? What's this? Like, it was Schrodinger's cancer. Yeah, it was... Yeah. It, there, there, was there was still the hope that... It might be a a wee little thing they could pop out like is it and uh, you know yeah 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 I uh, I didn't really think that was going to be the case but uh, uh, yeah yeah uh, so so Kevin is 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 
grappling with the uh the oh yeah no i i have uh, yeah no uh, this is one of the few times my bullet journal has left the house to go with me and i have two pages of notes from the entire meeting so names uh you know sizes um you know the obviously the name because i was able to pull that up what the uh what the T, N, and M in the stage definitions mean, as well as where they are for you. Um, yeah. Any right. Of, it, All these notes. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, it sucks. Like, yeah. No, no, no question. But it's, I feel much better having, like, like Kevin is now in the, the sort of, oh, God, it's a real stage. And I am in the, oh, thank God, I have talked to the person. We have a plan. And I got to say, at least with the UNC uh, oh, medical system. Jeez, yeah. And a lot and apparently in a lot of places when you have cancer everything just runs on rails. Like they they yep. there is a system like the minute I had the diagnosis an hour later there was a nurse navigator on the phone going, "Here's your appointment. Uh I'll be there to help you take notes in case you need anything uh and we will go from there." And then like uh we go to the meeting today and an hour later, it's like, here's your CAT scan booked, here's your MRI, here's your bone scan, oh, yeah. here's your appointment with the oncologist who will be your, your primary from here on out. Uh, like, just, they, they, they have a system, and you are in the system, and it is like, okay, hop on the conveyor belt, we will get that out of you. Yeah, no, it's... Which is it's... actually very comforting when it's something like this, you, you hate Ooh, yeah. uncharted territory. Yeah, or, you know, uh, they, the only reason it took, you have, like, extra time on a couple things is because they have to process insurance. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's like, yeah. it takes, you know, two weeks to, uh, ten days to two weeks to get everything, uh, run through insurance and all of that, and then, uh, we start up. So, uh, this time next month, uh, my hair will be falling out. Uh, yeah. So it's, which is kind of a comfort because I'd rather get it over with, but, uh, Oh yeah. 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 No, and it's, it's... I'm, I'm, I'm not actually that worried about the hair falling out that much. Like it, it I mean, the Mohawk's going to be funny. It'll probably be a horrible shock when I see it in the mirror and I'll be like, holy shit. But I've been wearing hats for years and my self image wears a hat. So yeah. it's it's not quite as as uh as as big a jolt. And also Kevin thought the the Dalton chick in Star Wars the motion picture was hot, so I mean Her name was Ilea, incidentally. Mm-hmm. Yes and it was. I know way too much about the Dalton culture. So Probably uh, more more than I do in that, but they're all yeah. they, they they're just like super oversexed. I kinda got that from the movie. I mean, they're very polite. Oh, uh, very. They're, they're yes. Just, uh, yeah, we know we're, we're, we all have, you know, massive pheromones we mostly communicate with, and humans are uh, easily swamped by them. So we're, we're all being very polite, you poor, sad, immature little things. So, yes. Anyway. Indeed. Uh, so that's where I'm at. Bizarrely, 
I actually like the weekend was shit. I was <laughs> yeah. I, I was I was having a lot of, you know, the crying jag and oh god, am I going to die kind of thing. I didn't think I was going to die, but you always kind of wonder. Uh, um, the, you had the one hit of the crying jag like night before last and I we've been we've been binging adventure time. Yes. And I looked up and I'm like you know, I've just sort of got you calmed down, and I look up, and the next episode is called um, Marcy and Simon, <laughs> yes. Simon and Marcy, and it is it is one of the the tear jerkers. And I looked and said, "Well, at least you're already, you know, you're at least already you're already crying. At least you're already crying. Here we go." <laughs> yep. Um, and uh, uh, but but and here is here is my me me voting for the rut. You know, we talk about how oh yeah, is a good thing. Oh yeah. Monday I went back to work on my book and I was like cheerful and calm because I was I was working on my book yes. and I knew what the whole day was going to be like and I wasn't, you know, having a breakdown or anything because it was the book. It wasn't when I stopped working on the book then I started to think a little too much but it was yeah. fine because it was a normal day. Uh Yeah. Yeah, and I yeah. didn't like have too much time to think yesterday normal day got a lot of work yeah done. no i got i got so much pro it didn't feel like i got as much progress as i thought but when i look back it's like no i didn't write that many lines of code but i spent most of the, deb the day debugging a problem and that's you know uh, it's not completely solved but i made some significant progress so it's it's better yeah, and right. uh, and today, of course, yes, uh, we're recording this on Wednesday. Uh, it's, uh, uh, I mean, today was kind of shot with the whole we had uh, to go yeah. in early and and. I just took the day off. I am taking you know days off. My boss, my manager, and my team know what's up. Um, I don't know how much outside that group I will share. I mean, we're a very open company with that sort of thing, so it will eventually get out. But now that we have a treatment plan, I can feel a little better about it because it's it's so hard to say yes so this is why i'm missing work uh this is what it's doing to my schedule in the future and um i don't actually know yeah no it's you know? hard to yeah. be like like you don't want to tell your boss everything's fucked and i don't know when you yeah know, when i'll yeah. be off whereas when we can be like Okay, these are the days, once we know, these are the days Ursula gets chemo, these yeah. are the days that, therefore, uh, I'll either have to drive her or get a driver or something, these are the days i got to be here for this. It, that makes it much easier to work around. And Kevin has a very, you know, supportive work with, thank yes. you, God, good health insurance. Oh, man, yes. So, uh, yes. But yeah, talking about blowing through that high deductible early in the year. Ironically, we were almost through the family deductible already. Yeah. Year. So uh, yeah. Uh, anyway. Um, but <sighs> yeah. So the rut. The rut is actually kind of is is great for getting that stuff done. Yeah. And I I I speak highly of the rut for a reason. Tomorrow, I anticipate another good day in the rut. Uh, yes, and may actually finish this book that I'm working on. Um, my publisher has been great, and it's like, no, take as long as you need. My God, yes, you know, we can mm -hmm. rearrange everything. I'm like, no, the, the book is almost done. Like, I, I, I will have it done this week. Yeah. And you're gonna have time to kill. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, and fortunately, I work at home, so it's not like you know me going into the office or something. But uh, yeah, so yeah, yeah. 
Anyway, so that is where I am at internet, and uh, uh, if you're on Twitter or if you f- uh, want to check my Patreon, you don't have to give me money. These are public. You can read all about it. If, mm-hmm. I don't know if you want to read about somebody having cancer, but uh, yeah, I'm no, funny. Uh... So uh, I, I, she says modestly. So uh, that's that's. Or if you yeah. happen to be. Uh, Someone who is going through this and want to, you know, or are scared of it or something and want to read about someone who is feckless but talks a lot, uh, yeah. blathering about it, you know, yeah. it's there. Well, yeah. Anyway, so anyway, you have an interview. I do, actually, and it was a lot of fun. Um, thinking of the future, uh, there is a company out there called Arnie, and Arnie is a women-run business that deals with 401ks in... Um, where you get to control it, where they, uh, much higher personal service and they are not part of the, if you will not pardon this expression, but the, uh, the tech venture capitalist industrial complex and railroading, uh, absolutely, uh, fantastic service. I wish I, I need to talk to my HR group about saying, Hey, have, did we look at these people? Because we should look at these people anyway. Um, I talked to uh, the co-founder, Eliza Arnold. She co-founded it with her sister. Cool. So this is really cool. And so uh, we had an amazing conversation about how she stays productive. And we talked about Arnie while we were at it, of course. Uh, But, you know, I have that for you right after this. Hi, folks. I am here today with Eliza Arnold, and Eliza has been very gracious in scheduling and rescheduling and agreeing to uh, talk to us today about how she stays productive. So, Eliza, can you introduce yourself significantly better than I just did and tell us a little bit about what you do? Sure, I'd love to. And thanks so much for having me. Um, Yeah, my name is Eliza Arnold. I am one of the co-founders of Arnie. Um, And Arnie is a 401k provider. Um, And what we do is we give 401ks um, to to companies in a very, very different way. So traditionally, you have a 401k, um, you as an as an employee, you get like 10 mutual funds to choose from, right? And there's nothing personalized about it, nothing um, uh, that's super specific to your financial goals or your personal values. Um, and we do that entirely differently. So we don't use mutual funds. Instead, we build individual portfolios for every employee um, made up of stocks, uh, super diversified. So you're getting the same diversification you'd get in a mutual fund. But we mm-hmm. manage it and can rebalance it every day, which means you're protected um, much better from any market volatility um, and also allows you to personalize it. So we can take into account things like mm-hmm. How much money you want to have when you retire, where you're going to retire, what the tax implications will be, 
Um, and then <laughs> what if you want to divest from something or invest in something? So if you want to divest from fossil fuels, invest in equal pay, um, you you can. Um, so you can make all those selections and you see exactly what you hold. So it gives you a much more, much more control over your financial future. Yeah, I kind of wish my company used you guys instead of, uh, or you folks instead of whatever yeah. big benefits provider we're going through. Yeah, that would be that would be That's, great. You know, um, right now, yeah, we work with with smaller companies. Um, most bigger companies aren't able to to use us because they are sort of mandated to use some of the bigger guys. Um, but we yeah. hear that a lot from employees. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, and then, so you're running a business, you have, and I read on the page that your co-founder was your sister. That is correct. So, yeah. And then I see all the books behind you. So the question, uh, before we get to the, the, how do you stay organized? Like, what else have you got going on? Because it, that it can't just be business, business, right? It's never just business, business. It never is. <laughs> Sometimes it is. Um, I would yeah. say probably <laughs> as, a, as an early stage founder. Um, mm -hmm. the last two years, it's been mostly just that, um, definitely during <laughs> fundraising, it was just that at the very beginning, oh, yeah. it was just that. Um, but, but yeah, um, I do have a lot of books behind me. Um, I <laughs> would like to pretend that they are all mine and I'm just that much of an intellectual. I'm probably half of an intellectual. Um, a lot of them are my partners. Um, <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. He is a, um, he's a, a chef and a baker. Oh, and, okay. Mm -hmm. um, he is, uh, I've never met someone who um, is so passionate about what they do. Um, it's something that I've always envied in him and really loved. Um, and so to him, reading a, a cookbook is like reading a novel. And so that's what you're seeing a lot of. There you go. All right. Yeah. yeah. No. Um, did you, I guess that with, with the diversification of interests, um, one of the things that we had when my wife and I moved in together, I, it took us probably about a year after we were married before we finally sat down and deduplicated the book collection mm -hmm. with all the things I had and she had, um, in common, because that was, that was part of the thing, you know, we have overlapping fandoms and had read many of the same books when we were younger. Well, so, what's yeah. even worse about <laughs> our situation is we actually went to the same high school. So oh. we have so many of the same books that we were required to read and, <laughs> and they'll yeah. say our names like on the binding. <laughs> and I'm oh. like, so, do you want your version or my version from, <laughs> you know, Tamara's medicine and literature class in 2008? <laughs> Oh yeah, no. Ours was yeah. okay. Whose copy of Tail Chaser's song is less likely to fall apart in the next year? Because yeah, one of one of those. Totally. Know, because we both reread it so many times. It's like each copy was, you know, cool. Um, so, with all that going on, how do you keep it all organized and stay productive? Yeah, I think it's it's. Um... I think it's particularly hard when your co-founder is a family member um, because your lives mm -hmm. are so intertwined, but there's also beauty in that because we can be really honest with things. So if I want, if I, if I need time to finish an art project that I get really excited about, that's my <laughs> personal outlet. I can say, right. you know, I can't work this mm -hmm. weekend. That's going to have to wait. Cause I got to do this. Um, otherwise I'm going to go crazy. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, you know, um, mm -hmm. I'm a big daily to do list person. So I write it by hand. That is what works for me. I rewrite oh. it um, every couple days and I like the, the crossing things off. 
Um, you know, with our team, of course, we, we don't use uh, a, a manual handwritten one. Um, uh, we use Notion, <laughs> actually, is really what we use. Okay. Um, yeah. And then uh, I, what I do um, is I mm-hmm. will set calendar invites for myself to remind me to do things at certain times. And then what I love about that is it also helps to block off time to actually accomplish those tasks. Um, oh, yeah. I find yeah, that yeah. when you are doing a million things at once, you can end up prioritizing things that are, you know, meetings with other people or you can get caught in a mm-hmm. bunch of emails and then you can kind of not leave enough time for the things that really, really will take time. So I right. do that. I can get pretty like, I'll, I'll just give block off times in my calendar with just a mm-hmm. list of you're doing this during this time. And that <laughs> really works for me. It's not flawless. Things will, you know, yeah, all of a sudden yeah. be on fire. We got to jump, but it works. Yeah, I, I work in tech on the tech backend side of it. So I understand about interrupt driven. Um, yes. Yes. So I have to ask this because if I don't ask it, there are people who will be writing into me going, but, but what about, do you have like, is it just random slips of paper? Do you have a special notebook or a special pen or, you know, something like that for your list? Or is it just whatever you happen to have handy? Yeah, it's a notebook. It's like the same notebook. <laughs> it goes right in my laptop mm-hmm. sleeve case. So it's my laptop and my notebook, hand in hand. They're always together. Right. Um, it's not a fancy notebook. I think I got it from Muji. It's nothing super special. It's just simple, oh. clean. You know, I don't like the ones that try and over-organize my life. I mm-hmm. like a simple, <laughs> here's 10 things that need to get done today, and I can scratch them off. Yes. A lot of those get carried over the next day. That's okay. Mm-hmm. But at least I have them down. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I love Muji. It's, it's such, it, it's fun. It's simple. It, they always have just like the perfect thing for the totally. one task. Yeah, exactly. So, um, special pen or just more Muji pens? Uh, I actually, I do use Muji pens. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, no, I'm, you know, I've gone through phases, um, where I've been very, very pen obsessed. I find that if I let myself get too focused on the pen and the paper and the way my handwriting looks, I <laughs> will get, I'll notice something wrong and then it'll bug me all day. And so I've actually oh, gone with the, yeah. yeah, I've gone with the opposite perspective of, I will not try and care too much about my notebook and my pen, even though I mm-hmm. love stationery, but I will, yeah. I will, I have specifically tried to force that on myself because otherwise um, I am a very visual person. So if I write something out, I don't think it looks correct. Um, and I'm also dyslexic, so my handwriting will change um, very yeah. frequently. That's a weird thing that that sometimes some dyslexic yeah, people yeah, have. Yeah, um, yeah, I've heard. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, there. I have I have the everyday pens, which is just a grab bag, and then I have the I'm intentionally writing something, so I get the special pen out. Right. So, what's your special pen? And, um, currently, I'm using a bunch. Uh, I'm using glass dip pens. Um, Sounds fancy. Don't know it. Yeah. Very, very basic. Um, do I have one handy? I thought I had one handy. I mean, they're just, yeah, here we go. Oh, sorry. You get to see the, the back of my, my office, but it's, they aren't that fancy. Yeah. It's, um, here we go. Yeah. See, it's a basic wooden handle, but it's got a glass tip and you, you dip it into the ink and then you, you write with it. 
Oh my yeah. god, that is so much cooler than I even thought. It's so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh and, and there's this whole thing around hand-blown glass and, you know, when you go out like on on the craft sites and things like that and it's like I would love to be that into it, but I've already dropped like two of these yeah. and broken the nib off the wooden handle that I'm like I'm afraid to use them and also I haven't found one that doesn't feel right in my hands like yes it's square that is not ergonomic yeah no that's right not. yeah it looks good but please i actually yeah, used yeah. to do glass blowing um that was one oh of my okay hobbies. yeah um <laughs> it's very hard so i can understand why you cannot replace them all the time because i'm sure they're not cheap it is a very 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 hard craft it um yeah, the 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 hand blown all glass pens. Yeah, they're they're not very expensive. These I picked up on Amazon for like ten bucks each because they're Great. being mass produced somewhere. Um, sure. So yeah, as most pens are. Um, <laughs> yes, uh, although I have some that are not, and those cost a lot of money. We will not talk about how much money. <laughs> I will not ask. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, uh, all right. So your time blocking, which is great. Um, notion is cool. We've got the, um, uh, notebook mm -hmm. list. Um, anything else sort of in your toolkit there that you, you use on the regular that you, you know, that we haven't covered? Um, yeah. So I, um, I also set, uh, reminders on my phone for things just oh, in yeah. the reminders app, um, things that I need to remember to to, to do an email I need to send things I need to collect. Um, that's huge for me. Uh, yeah. because I mean, you're never without your phone. Um, and so I, I love that. And it, I will set it to keep reminding me every hour until I turn it off and do it. Oh. Um, and yeah. And so that can be, you know, sometimes I get annoyed with myself for doing that, <laughs> but it's super useful. Um, I like it. It's like having your own little assistant kind of being like, you still haven't done this thing. You still haven't done this thing. Yep. Um, and then yeah. also, um, just in terms of working with the team, this is less about myself, mm -hmm. but with the team, we do, um, uh, I think check-ins are really important. So we will all mm -hmm. do um, check-ins. We don't do them daily. Um, we have in the past, but that ended up being a bit too much for us to talk about the bigger picture things. So oh, we'll yeah. try and do them every other day, um, which is still a lot, honestly, probably more than we need. Sometimes we'll just be a Slack check-in. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes we'll all be in the office together and we'll go over things. Um, but having that, I think, is is uh, is very useful. It helps me write down my own personal list. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Slack check-in. Does that mean you're mostly remote with the occasional office visit now for the team or so, no, we're actually all, mm. um, in the same, in the same office. Um, we all come okay. in. Um, but, uh, sometimes often I'll have uh, a bunch of meetings. Um, so I right. will, I will also try and block off my meetings within a certain mm -hmm. time. So I will have try to have most of my meetings between eight and noon. And I will often take them all from home and then come in with the team, um, mm -hmm. which is actually really great for me. It sort of gives me uh, two starts to my day and I'm a morning person. Right. So I really love a double start <laughs> like that. Um, and it helps you just like segment the way your brain is working. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like for these couple hours, I am talking to people. And then the second half of the day, I am like working through things um, with the team and, and doing my actual work. Um, and so, you know, sometimes we'll just do a quick Slack check in in the morning and then, and then I'll check in, um, in person. Yeah. And then as we're, I guess at this point we are, we're past the time. Um, did you have any difficulties with that transition during, at the start of lockdown? Um, 
and yeah. any particular challenges coming back out. I mean, my, my company is remote first, so we were mm -hmm. just like, we had it. We knew exactly what we were doing. We just told people, if you have to go into the office, get your stuff and then go home and then don't come back. Um, right. But most of us, you know, the majority of us already worked from home. So um, that's amazing. You were lucky. That's yeah. great. Um, <laughs> so we started the company in lockdown. Um, okay. So we started yeah. out remote and we started it very small. There were three of us. It was myself and my mm -hmm. sister and then um, our head of head engineer um, who's been with us from the very beginning. Um, and so, you know, for a while it was just the three of us mm -hmm. and that was easy. That was, you know, yeah, yeah. hop on zoom, Slack, text, FaceTime, mm -hmm. whatever. Right. Like that was it. Yep. Um, and I would say that it, it definitely, I think the transition to working in the, in the office was actually a strange one um, because mm -hmm. we were so used to everything being just on our computers and remote. Um, it wasn't hard because mm -hmm. there were at that point only four of us when we got out right. of this. So, you know, pretty easy. I think we had it, we had it pretty easy. Um, I think mm -hmm. that like splitting now can be a little bit hard if the whole team is in the mm -hmm. office and I'm at a conference or something. Um, right, you right. know, I, I don't love it. I feel super like I don't, I don't mm -hmm. feel disjointed. Um, but it's fine. I mean, the team really likes all being in the office. I love it. It's okay. Especially for an early stage company to need to work yeah. through a bunch of questions. It's, it's good. Yeah. And I, I it all depends on the company culture and of course where you yep. are like in the process. So yep. yeah. Um, uh, my company came out of the open source world. So if we weren't working distributed, it was sort of, you know, it's an oddity in that sector. So sure. it just sort of carried over into the rest of the, the company. Um, I'm not even sure. I think we have like maybe, Offices that if you want to go in, you have to reserve a seat in advance. Oh, nice. In like, yeah, like, but in strategic locations versus here's the central headquarters where all the executives work kind of thing. I mean, it's, mm -hmm. it's kind of over. Yeah. Yeah, totally it's over. Like, yeah. Yeah. How much money are we saving by not having a headquarters? It's great. It's so, it's so much <laughs> overhead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, so we've talked about... Um, kind of how you do it? Well, we've talked about the tools you use and sort of how you do it. Are there any other systems or habits that you're using that are particularly valuable? I love the time blocking. So I love that <laughs> I, have, I have meetings in the morning and then I go in and work with mm -hmm. the team and work on other stuff. Um, that I think is a system that mm -hmm. I definitely lacked in my old job when I was working in a much larger corporate company. Um, right, and that's right, reasonable, right. of course, right? There's, I'm on mm -hmm. a bunch of different projects and different teams. Uh, you know, I can't, mm -hmm. I can't have that much control over my calendar. Um, but now that I can, now that it's a smaller team, um, I, I think that that makes me by far the most productive is saying for these several mm -hmm. hours, I'm, I'm engaging with people and talking externally. And then for these rest mm -hmm. of the time, I am working with the team internally or working on things just personally. Um, yeah. and I think that's, that's great. I will also do that. Um, and I will try and block mm -hmm. days. So like Tuesdays oh. are a big meeting day for me. Like I will, I will almost get mm. my whole day to just block everything. That basically gives me Monday to prep for anything. Um, and then it doesn't feel like it's too late in the week where if there are mm -hmm. things that came out of the meetings, I can't get anything back to the people. Right. So right. that's, that's something that I have also tried to implement is if I'm going to mm -hmm. have a ton, I will try and have them um, all stacked in one day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
it's interesting. All of mine tend to be in the morning now. Um, and I think part of that is just the overlap with like half my teams in Europe. Oh um, yeah. Well, the team I work <laughs> yeah. on. Yeah. So there's, there's that. And then, but it feels like somewhere around one in the afternoon on East coast time, all my meetings dry up, like all the West coast people have done their first thing in the morning meetings. And then I, you know, I can just focus, uh, which yeah, is good great. because exactly. I'm an, I'm an afternoon focus person, not a morning for focus person, which mm -hmm. throws a lot of people off. They're like, what do you mean? You don't get up at 5am and get go. No, I'm not that person. Um, <laughs> there's not one idea of productivity. I like that. Yeah. I yeah, don't know if everyone yeah. assumes it means, and that's not necessarily mm -hmm. it. No, no. Um, and thinking of that, get up at 5 a.m. Um, and you've already talked about it a little bit. What does a typical day look like? I'm not up at five. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm usually up by seven. Um, so, mm -hmm. you know, between six and seven. Um, if if mm -hmm. I'm anxious about something, I'm definitely accidentally up at six. But most of the time, yeah. it's, it's between 6.30 and seven. Um, and mm -hmm. then I will, uh, I'll have a lot of meetings. So, um, I'm a, I'm a morning person. I'm, I'm most, um, alive and awake, um, definitely before four or 5 PM, I start to crash. Unfortunately, I can't stop working then as a founder, but, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, a lot of what my meetings are, um, are, you know, I'm not in a lot of like 20 person meetings where I can just have my camera off and sort of sit back. Usually it's like a pretty, <laughs> I'm, I'm really yeah. trying to think and work and talk in these meetings. So it's usually mm -hmm. me and one or two other people. Um, so I like to have those yep. meetings then, um, mm -hmm. and working with our clients or investors, whatever. Um, and then mm -hmm. I will go into the office around noon. Um, and yep. usually the team is all there. Um, mm -hmm. and then, uh, we'll usually, you know, finish up work at, it really depends. Sometimes we finish at six and that's a great day. Um, we don't <laughs> always finish at six. Um, we will yeah. often work quite late. Um, and we, I, I generally mm -hmm. try and not break and then go home and keep working. I like to try and keep it a little bit more separate, mm -hmm. especially since I'm doing a lot of work in the morning at home. Um, so we'll usually yeah. try and just stay at the office. Um, we, you know, there's been times where it's been really bad and we're there till midnight for days on end. Um, recently it's been a lot better and we've been able to leave it, you know, by eight and like, that's Yay. okay. And, yeah. So it's not, mm -hmm. you know, it's not something I wish that we would have, um, mm -hmm. we could always find balance. I think we are always trying to find balance and, and, yeah. um, moving, moving, moving in that direction. I will say that that's great. It's great to see that like we are moving in the right direction. It's not as chaotic yeah. as it was a year ago. Yeah. And that's a, that's more a sign of maturity. I I've, I've worked for companies who are, who are expecting, you know, they've been in business for five, six years. They have a huge staff, but they expect everybody to have that. You're working all the time mentality, startup mentality. And it's so toxic. Um, it's, I think you just burn out. I don't think, yeah. um, I've, I've found myself, um, burning mm -hmm. out. Um, and, yeah. and no, they've been like, I know what that is and I can't burn out, um, because I run the company. <laughs> and so I right? cannot not be here. Um, and, mm -hmm. and so when I feel that happening, I'm like, okay, we need to stop staying so late. We used to work mm -hmm. every single Sunday as well. Um, cause we didn't Oof. feel that we had enough hours in the day. Um, we've stopped doing <laughs> that, um, yep. because that just is not, it does not give you enough time to reset. 
Um, no one mm-hmm. felt like they had their own life. And I really didn't like that. And I was really worried about my employees feeling the same way. Um, you know, we would yeah. be able to protect them from some of it, um, especially when we were fundraising. It was much harder for me than for everyone else. But there yeah, are times when yeah. our engineer is so underwater and mm-hmm. sometimes I will just sit in the office asking him if he needs me to order him more food or something to just make sure that he's okay. <laughs> right. Right. Um, you need to get your engineer staff is what you need. So, <laughs> yeah, I know, I, I know how hard it is sometimes, especially when someone's built it from the ground up and it is their thing. It's, and you're like, you really need to get help, but it's also, I understand I'm asking you to let someone else take care of your small child. Right? Totally. It's, it's really hard. Yeah. 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 And then, um, and you know, I will, whenever things are really bad, I'll say, okay, you know, what type of support do you need? And, and he has, he has support as well. Um, okay. but yeah. he doesn't always have as much as his team mm-hmm. really needs. And I will say, okay, what, what else do you need? And sometimes he'll just be like, I really appreciate, I appreciate you said that, but it mm-hmm. would take me more time to explain what's going on and manage mm-hmm. someone else right now. I just need to do yeah. it. And he'll just be like, it's just going to, I'm going to have a rough four days. Just, right. I got to do it. Right. Yeah. And then we're going to find somebody who can take over that job and you can train them when it's not an emergency now. Exactly. And that's what we're that's, currently yeah. doing. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I haven't been in lots of toxic tech companies who would not. Yeah, like exactly. That. You don't know what you're talking about at all. <laughs> no, you not at all. Have a lot of anecdotes. No. <laughs> yeah. Um, so on those rare occasions when you get home in the evening, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. What uh, you said you paint, but what do you do to just let it all go and unwind? And apparently, yeah. it's not reading a cookbook. <laughs> it's not reading a cookbook. Um, I do like to read. Um, I. Mm-hmm. But that's not. I, I don't do that every day. Um, yeah, definitely yeah. not. I I will pretend, but I will. That would be a lie. Um, <laughs> I I love music, so music is on mm-hmm. at my house all the time. Um, the other side of this uh, uh, background you're seeing is is mm-hmm. all records, so that's nice. Oh, okay. Fun passion. Um, I mm-hmm. really love. Um, I love collage. Actually, that's my favorite. Oh, media. okay. Um, so I will often have my living room kind of destroyed by a bunch of um, half cut up papers. Um, and I, um, I have a nephew and he Ah, is six and I love to spend time with him. Often we'll all come to my house, um, because my partner Mm -hmm. is a, is a chef. And so if he's home, right. Then, then he's cooking. (laughs) Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You get the, the, even, even if all your nephew will eat is a grilled cheese sandwich, I bet it is the most amazing grilled cheese sandwich ever, ever. It is. Um, he makes, yeah. I think, the best bread in the world. So, yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> no. I, uh, did you see John Favreau's Chef, the movie? Yes, I did. Yes. Yeah. yeah, and that whole scene where it's just the love letter to cooking a grilled cheese sandwich, that one has stuck with me for some reason. I think so, it's yes. perfect. I think yeah. simple things done well are mm-hmm. perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cool. Um, all right personal question on this one for me um what kind of music i'll be annoying and say all music um but <laughs> <laughs> it really depends on my phase um like what mm-hmm. i'm what i'm going through right now um like, you know i will i'll go up and down so um i would say and i don't know exactly how to explain this when i'm feeling very when i'm with my girlfriends or my sisters mm-hmm. and i'm mm-hmm. feeling like i 
want to be a girl and I will love like synth synth pop, like feminine sort of. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I am a classic folk person. Um, my group in San Francisco, my family grew up in around here. My dad is sort of a, Mm -hmm. a, an, an old school hippie. And so, um, you know, I'll, I'll die for a Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young or the sons of Champlin, very lesser known group, but amazing. Um, and then, um, I really love, I really love soul, um, especially at night when cooking dinner. Always, always a good choice. Um, yeah. And then, um, no rock on this one, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, s- I definitely like it. Um, my nephew yeah. loves hard rock. Like, okay. Like he, I basically have, have to just put metal on in the car, um, which is fun, but we <laughs> go great. very hard. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Have you seen the, uh, the track listing on, um, uh, Dolly Parton's rock star album coming out? No. Um, the next to last track is Dolly Parton, um, uh, Ringo Starr, um, Paul McCartney, um, uh, Mick Fleetwood, and um, I think Frampton doing like Let It Be. Oh my God. Or something like that. Yeah. No, it is mostly covers. And when I saw it, I was on Dolly's website, pre-ordering like the special edition and the digital version. <laughs> yep, I just wrote, I just wrote that all down in my notes. I will be listening. Yes. To this we're done here <laughs> or looking. Yeah. For it. Not out yet. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh no, there's only one truck track out yet. Uh, and I'm just like, please let Dolly. I go to a lot of live shows, metal shows mostly because I made a decision that if um, in 2014, it was when we lost Lemmy, Bowie, uh, Glenn Fry, and Prince all in that little window. Totally and they were all that. artists. I Yeah, uh, all artists I was listening to growing up and said, I'll catch them next tour. Mm. And then suddenly there was no next tour. And I was like, if I want to see somebody live, I'm going to see them live. And so, That's yeah. A, but uh, I love that. I'm really hoping Dolly tours because... That would be I'll amazing. Prob- yeah. I'd sell, I would consider selling my car for that VIP meet and greet. I tell you, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. I <laughs> yeah. I think the first time I saw my dad cry was when Jerry mm-hmm. Garcia died because he oh my would God. not be able to take us to a Grateful Dead concert ever because I was too young. Yes. And that was what he was saying. So I get it. That's great. Yeah, no. Um, actually, I saw the Grateful Dead in 1989 before Garcia died. Amazing. So, yeah. Wow. <clears throat> so yeah, tell your dad I understand completely. Cool. Hardcore. <laughs> um, yeah. Sympathetic soul. Um, there you go. Um, all right. So we have what a day looks like. We have how you keep it all organized. And now for the really fun questions. They're my favorite questions. The next right. three. So um, what is the best advice you have been given and or in addition to the best advice you would give somebody else? So I think this is a kind of a funny one because it's not Mm -hmm. anything super life-changing or significant. It's not going to get written down on a quotes book anywhere. 
<laughs> but it is from one of our investors. Um, mm-hmm. His name is Adam Draper, and uh, he's he's was one of our early investors. Um, I really love him, love his whole team. And uh, the, he said, and he, this was not, he was not even trying to say anything special. I think he was just talking mm-hmm. to a bunch of us on a Zoom meeting. It was nothing fancy. But he said to us all, just mm-hmm. send the email. And he was like, it doesn't have to be perfect. Perfection is the death of productivity. Just send it. That's the best thing. Yes. You can do. And I just, I think about it all the time because I want things to be right. I'm, I am a mm-hmm. bit of a perfectionist, but when he said that, it just hit me. And I was like, you're right. Just, just send mm-hmm. an email. It doesn't have to be perfect. Yeah. It's not that big of a deal. If it's a worthy conversation to be had, it will be had. It will not matter mm-hmm. if your comma should have been a period, whatever. doesn't matter. Just send the yeah. email because he's right. I mean, I do think that perfection is the death of perfection is death of a startup. The plain and simple. If you are continually trying to make everything perfect, you will not move fast enough. Um, and that was really what he was saying. So, yeah, I think I think I would say just send the email. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's the, the advice. Yeah, the way the way we phrase that principle, or I've been phrasing that principle, and I think I stole it from Merlin Mann years and years ago, is uh, perfect is the enemy of done. Yes, that's a, that's yeah. exactly it. Yes, oh, yeah. I love that. I'm going to write mm-hmm. that one down because that is exactly <laughs> it. Yeah. Yep. And, and my wife, who is, you know, before she was a writer, she was a painter. She was a full-time artist. And there would be just a point where she'd say, if I keep trying to make it perfect, I'm just going to ruin it. So I guess I'm done and walk away. And yes. And my, yeah. my mom has an amazing thing reference that, so she's an architect. Mm-hmm. And when she was uh-huh. in architecture school and she was going in for her final review, she'd mm-hmm. stayed up for nights on end. And it was the final night and she went and took a shower so that she was going to be clean for her review. Right. And she had been at the studio all night. So she goes oh, yeah. and she takes a shower and she goes back over to her. And this was, mm-hmm. you know, it was, it was hand drafted. This was a while ago. Um, yeah, it was yeah, not, yeah. it was not AutoCAD. It was not on the computer. Right. So it was this huge drafting piece and she came in and she saw one thing that she wanted to fix. And she yep. bent down to do it and she moved too fast and whipped her head around and her wet hair sprinkled water all oh. over her And she, yep. you know, blotted it and it was okay. And she ended up, I think, graduating top of her class. She was amazing. She's a wonderful architect. It was right. fine. But she said basically mm-hmm. that exact thing is you have to know when to stop because if you keep trying to make everything perfect you'll probably accidentally spray a bunch of water all over it and ruin it. So yeah. just take a step oh, back. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, so now we get to the sad question. I mean, it's sort yes. of sad, but yeah. Um, and that is, how do you deal with failure or when you miss a goal? Mm-hmm. Um, I am oddly relatively unbothered by failure. (laughs) (laughs) I think so. I'm, I'm so used to it. Um, I think that as a founder fundraising gets you extremely comfortable with failure Um, because you will hear no's a a million times before you hear yes. So you get a hard shell real fast where nothing can face you. (laughs) Um, I also, I come from um, advertising. So I used to be a creative director in advertising. 
And that um, is you basically, you know, come up with ideas that you think are beautiful and wonderful and magical and come from your heart and soul and you put them up on the wall and everyone says, that's trash or that's the stupidest thing <laughs> I've ever seen. I can't believe you thought that. You're dumb. Like, what the fuck? Like, that happens all the time. Yep. And so you get so used to it. And it doesn't bother me anymore. Mm-hmm. I just, to me, mm-hmm. you know, and, and these, are, these are versions of failure, right? Obviously, there's bigger versions yeah. of failure where if we miss a goal, that feels horrible, mm-hmm. right? And I, you know, and I, right, right. but, but I, I generally try and just think I have a very inherent sense of optimism. Um, and so to me, failure is always uh, something we can look at and say, okay, we, we made a mistake. Why? Let's definitely like investigate what happened. Like, do we need to give ourselves mm-hmm. more time? Should we have had someone else helping? Were we just sloppy? Like what, what happened? Um, and in our team, we never place blame mm-hmm. on any one person. If there's something that messed up, it's to us to quote Nike, your job is not mm-hmm. done until the job is done. And that is very much really, like, <laughs> what the ethos we, we work by. So um, if we fail, we fail together. And that I think helps a lot um, with us just feel like, okay, we fix it. We learn from it. We move on. Um, with the startup, you, there's a really only one way oh, to go yeah. and it's forward. You just have to. So it's kind of like, what are you going to do? Are you going to freak out about it? Because that's definitely not helpful. So just right. keep on trucking, learn from it. Don't, mm-hmm. don't just ignore it. Like definitely take a, take a beat and be like, okay, why'd we fuck up? Let's figure it out, but keep going. Uh, yeah, no, that that's, yeah, that's, and, and now, and so this is going to be, this is, this is something I've watched. So this is going to be the fourth episode of my seventh year. Oh my so gosh! I'm, wow. I'm saying this in advance. Yeah, this is this is as Amazing. far as I as far as I'm scheduled right now. This is episode 304, and so <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Um, I love that commitment. Oh my god, that's wonderful. Yeah, but I've been watching over time, and I don't know if it's because of the people I'm interviewing or if it's something that has changed over the course of the last last six years. But I've watched a lot of people go from I curl in a ball in my closet to you know, I'm going to take a minute to feel bad, but then I got to figure out why. So I don't do it again. Huh. Right. And learn from it. Yeah. Um, God, so, I want to make correlations, but I don't think it's fair to, I, I mean, yeah, what was happening seven years ago that made us all feel like the world was ending. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's, uh, um, uh, and yet the other podcast we were doing at the time you actually see in the fiction we were doing, it was a fictional podcast. I was, I fell onto TV tropes and was reading about that one just because it, it, you know, it was a look at this thing. The fans have written about us kind of feel good moment. And then they mm-hmm. were talking about, yes. And you can see some of their own, you can, you can see the, the real world reflections during this time period of the show, during, of the storyline and what was going on. And I'm right. like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That makes um, sense. Okay. So we're, we're already talking about slightly happier things. So let's, let's mm-hmm. just keep that trend up. Although this is often a very difficult question for people. Do you celebrate your successes? And if so, how? Yeah. It's funny. <laughs> this question is harder than the failure question, yeah. which is so ridiculous and it shouldn't be the case. <laughs> um, we do celebrate our successes. Um, I, I think we're not always as good as it, at, at, as good at it as Mm -hmm. I would like. Um, just because when usually they are, 
you're when when you when you find success with something, um, it's very much on the journey to your larger goal. And you usually mm-hmm. haven't reached your larger goal, at least for for me in a startup. Like our yeah. larger goal is years away. You know, like it's I don't even know. <laughs> when, like truly, like it's like you know, is yeah, it even yeah, plausible? Yeah. Isn't it right? And so. Um, Mm -hmm. you usually find success when you've been working really, really, really hard at something and you're Mm -hmm. really tired Mm -hmm. and something, you know, the thing worked, probably a lot of other things didn't. Um, so I think that that's why we struggle with it. Um, but -hmm. we're actually pretty good. I think I shouldn't, I shouldn't, Mm -hmm. I don't think I should diminish it so much. Um, (laughs) we, uh, yeah, we, we definitely will do things with the team. It could be simple Mm -hmm. as just ordering food going out for drinks. Um, you know, sometimes we'll give silly presents to the team that relate to, you know, something, something that whatever phrase we were using for this past, how oh, much yeah. to get to this point of success, <laughs> you know, we'll do something cute like that. Um, and yeah, yeah, we definitely will. Um, and we will have like very specific mm-hmm. moments where the whole team will, will all get together and say, mm-hmm. great job. Well done. Um, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Those are all the official questions. I mean, except for the Wonderful. one. Um, and uh, we'll get to that one in a minute. Before we get to it, though, um, is, where can we find out more online? Or are there socials you feel comfortable sharing or, you know, things like that? Yeah, absolutely. So um, our website is arnie.co. So it's A-R-N-I-E. Dot co, um, mm-hmm. and you can find everything there. Um, and uh, our our Instagram is arnie four hundred one k. Our LinkedIn is, I believe, also arnie four hundred one k. But really, most of it is on the website. I would recommend going there. Um, yeah. And you can see what what we're doing, um, what you can get from a four hundred one k. Why we started this whole company? Yeah, it's actually yeah, yeah. A very personal experience. Um, I, and... I mean, if you want to share that now, that's great. We'll do sure. it. Sure. Um, I actually time. so I. <laughs> Um, I was working at my old company. There was a big gun mm-hmm. control campaign and I was working on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, it was, uh, one of the, basically we found out that our 401ks were invested in gun manufacturers while oh. working on this campaign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. I was like, you know, I mm-hmm. don't want to contribute to that every two weeks. Um, it is actually funny. I, I enjoy hunting. Um, mm-hmm. To me, there's a very big difference uh-huh. between that and gun control. I'm very pro gun control. Um, no, no, no. We're 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 very much the same way. Yeah. No, you're yeah, preaching to the yeah. choir. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, but that felt very important to me. Like I don't, I, you know, especially mm-hmm. at the time, um, and just working on on the project. Um, and so I uh, tried to get my 401k to divest from it, and there was mm-hmm. just no way that that was going to happen. Um, it was yep. impossible and it was because I was a part of a, you know, huge fund and huge program. And, you know, I was a, a cog in a 5,000 person company and Vanguard was managing mm-hmm. our 401k and like, who am I? Oh, yeah, um, yeah. and so, yeah, that's what put me on the path of realizing my 401k wasn't making me very much money. And it was also contributing to things they disagreed with every two weeks. Mm-hmm. And so sort of felt like there was a, you know, when you're looking at, at if you should start a company. Um, if there's a very visceral feeling that you get, um, Mm -hmm. and it was a super archaic space. So we looked at 401ks and they hadn't really been updated. 
since they started oh. 40 years ago. Um, and that's yeah. because they just go hand in hand with mutual funds. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, my, um, we decided to start it. My sister, she has a, uh, she has a much more applicable background. Uh, she started out in investment banking and then was in private wealth management. <laughs> so she ah, was like, there you go. yeah, yes. we can do this. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> um, and that is why we did it. Um, yeah, that's awesome. That is, you know, now, now I really wish, cause I'm pretty sure we're Vanguard managed as well because they have all the big, um, they do. you know, yeah. Well, and anytime I'm pretty sure that it's, it's part of the, uh, the investor, this is going to sound really weird the way I say it, the investor industrial complex in the Valley, oh, in, absolutely. In, the, in the Silicon Valley area. Yeah. Because, um, uh, I have a friend. Ran a small business here for years until he sold it to a larger company that would take care of it. But everybody was like, you know, um, hey, we'd love to invest in your company. He's like, great. And they're like, but you have to move to the valley and you have to take on these three people on your board and you have to do this and that. And he's like, no. Yeah. No, that's not. Yeah. Those yeah, shouldn't because... be reasons. Like, that's not a precursor to the success of my company. That's, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But it's so common in technology that, you mm-hmm. know, and your funds will be managed here because, you know, mm. we're, you know, and because they're investing. And so you get the, you know, it's just like, it's all sort of driven in that direction. And I love the fact that you're disrupting. And I'm putting that in air quotes because it's so overused in, in technology, but I, I love that you're, you're going up against that. So thank you. Yeah. Thanks. I will be. Yeah, they're big guys to go up against, but it's kind of fun because you feel you feel like, oh yeah, you know, if oh, this yeah. works, like this is the coolest thing that you can do with your time. <laughs> and if even if it stays smaller than the big bigs, mm-hmm. um, it's actually making a difference. And totally. I think that's, that's that's a big thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what gets us. That's what definitely mm-hmm. keeps us really motivated. Is that like we know that we are making our clients money. Um, and mm-hmm. doing it with intention. And that feels like, okay, great. I, I mean, I honestly, if we get as big as Vanguard, I, I hope that I am not still the only person <laughs> leading the company. That would be crazy. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, um, but, but like, mm-hmm. yeah, it feels really good to be able to know that every day you're, you're doing something mm-hmm. that you feel good about. That's, that's yeah. lucky. I don't think everyone gets to do that. Um, and so yeah. I feel really grateful for that. And along those lines, there's that final question coming up. Um, we don't take money for our podcast, for our show. We are in a good place. We are, you know, well taken care of. We're financially stable, all that great stuff. We would rather our listeners give money to people who need it more than we do. And so we ask all of our guests, and we've been doing this for about two years now. Um, we ask all of our guests for a charity for our listeners to give to. And so who would you like our listeners to give their money to this week? I would love um, if people feel they have enough to give to give to the Louisiana abortion fund. Um, I went to school in Louisiana and I feel very lucky that I now live in California and Mm -hmm. do not have many restrictions, um, but very much feel for people that live in a state that do. Um, And so, yeah, yeah, the Louisiana abortion fund is a great one. Mm -hmm. Um, it's louisianaabortionfund.org, um, and you can also find it through the Abortion Access Network. They're great. Yep, and um, we're—they just passed the law here in North Carolina, so we're also, you know, supporters of the Carolinas Abortion Fund as well. Yeah. Yeah. So. I'm really sorry. Yeah. 
that's yeah no it's uh it it is what it is and we're we're fighting we're still fighting so yes i don't i mean to me yeah I, I'm like, this is a blip. I'm not, I am mm-hmm. not accepting that this is the, the, the future. Right. Um, I just, I, yeah, I hope that when mm-hmm. I have a daughter at my age, I can, I can say that was a crazy time, mm-hmm. but it was only a time yep. and not, it was only a not time. all time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Wow. This has been great. Um, this is really thank nice. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much uh, for taking some time out to talk with us today. Yeah, I really appreciate it. I very much enjoyed it. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, I hope you enjoy the rest of your evening. Oh, it's already evening for you. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. I'm going to go, uh, as a matter of fact, I'm going to go uh, make sure my chickens are going to bed because sometimes they don't. <laughs> Great. <laughs> if, like small children. Your neighbors will, yes. I think, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, there's a whole story there too. But um, <laughs> sure anyway, is. yeah, thank you so much. And, yep. um, and for the People at home, we will be right back after this. First off, it was amazing talking to Eliza. I mean, I really hope to get her sister on because it was so cool. Um, and it was a lot of fun talking to her and yeah, all that stuff. Um, so, and honestly, the whole idea that, um, you know, Arnie lets you define what you want your 401k to invest in instead of it just being whatever the biggest on the market is whether it's an evil company or not, I think is pretty fucking awesome. Been swearing a lot. I've been swearing a lot this episode, haven't I? Uh, I think, I think this time we probably get a pass. <laughs> oh, that's fair. That's fair. All right. So, um, yeah. Uh, anyway, thank you, Eliza. Sorry. The, the intro and outro have been a total bummer on that note. Eh. Uh, I have a word for this week. Yes, a badge code, in fact. A badge code, in fact, yes. And the badge code this week is fuck cancer. All one word, just fuck cancer. And you go to productivityalchemy.com and you log in. You have to have an account. And you look at that activity code box and you type in fuck cancer, all one word, and you press submit and you will get a badge. Yes. A handcrafted uh, artisanal made by me every week badge. Yes. And I don't know what I'm going to use as the image this week because I mean, you can I, uh, I've been sort of picturing it like an angry pet rock with frowny frowny eyebrows. So Well, no, I I I usually try to make the image related to what the interview's about. Oh, right. Yes. I think you can probably get away with it on this one. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. well, yeah. Anyway, we'll see what I can find because all the all the icons are actually from Noun Project, and so I, I am at times limited by by what they can get. If they have a middle finger, 
Uh, yeah, if I haven't used that one before, now's the time, right? Um, anywho, while you're there, after you've collected your badge, you can look at the show notes, which will have links to all the things. You can uh, listen to past episodes. You can look at show notes from prior episodes. You can look at our bios, although I guess they're going to need updating now. Um, I don't really feel the need to update with my my bio everywhere with by the way I have cancer like yeah okay yeah you're I not mean, yeah you're not you're not gonna put like when when all of this is over you're not gonna be putting hashtag cancer survivor on all your profiles or any of that shit uh, no so, I mean yeah. I, I I might I, I I will it's not like I'm gonna not talk about it because it's a thing that is going on but I don't see it becoming a pillar of my identity. Yeah, and okay. It, this is yeah. just a, a gnarly thing that's happening, and I would like it to stop happening as soon as possible. Uh, and also, I look like shit in pink. That is so very, very, very true. I know. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, that is, there's all sorts of things at productivityalchemy.com, including a contact form, including ways to comment on the episodes. And there is the other link. Oh, didn't I tell you? What? The other link's gone. You got rid of the other link. I got rid of the other link. Oh, okay. I have replaced the forbidden link. Oh, goddamn. The, the forbidden link is gone. And it has been replaced with a page listing all of the charities our guests have recommended since we started doing it. Fabulous. Yes. You are like a boss. Yes. And so... Which is ironic because I said, if you want to follow up on it, visit my Patreon, and now we don't have a link to it. But, uh, <laughs> I, can, but I can put that in the show notes. Okay. Okay, yes. Yes. But it's fine. You don't have... Like I said, good insurance, doing fine. We'll, we'll, we'll let you know if, if that changes. Yes, and then we will restore the Forbidden Link. We will summon it back from the graveyard of links of days of yore. I, I, I don't even know what to do now that my Forbidden Link spiel is gone. <laughs> I, I, I'm sort of at a loss. Uh, okay, yes. Go to the link that is no longer forbidden and click one of the fine charities listed there and give them money. Yes, but before you do that, um, this week um, we have a listener, or not a listener, and a guest-recommended charity. All right, lay it on me. It's the Louisiana Abortion Abortion Fund. Fantastic. Because like so many places, Louisiana is putting in oppressive, damaging laws for women's health, and this is one of the people who are fighting them. So go give them money or one of the other fine charities on our charities page. Absolutely. Yes. Ironically, in the, the war on women's health... Uh, all of my early pap smears and cancer screenings were all done at Planned Parenthood. So it's, yeah, uh, yeah. So yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. It's it's not about abortion. It's about. I mean, abortion women. is healthcare, and yes, a lot of it yes. is about abortion, and you should be able to have that. But there's a lot of shitty knock-on effects too. Yes. And Anyhow. that's that's it for this week. Yes. Wow. It was a lot, internet, it but we got through it together. Yes. And um, uh, watch I, this space in the future for me yeah. bitching about chemotherapy. And please don't feel the need to come on to the comments page and offer, um, you know, 
all the things you would normally offer. We're getting that. We're, I mean, if you want to say, hey, we love you, and and yeah. it, that's fine. Never it's, turn that down. Yeah, yes. it, it's all good. Uh, uh, but, like, uh, we, I don't need to know how your cousin cured theirs with yoga and blueberries. Um, and, yeah. I'm just going to, like, throw shit. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's cool. And everyone has been lovely there's been yes. such an outpouring of love from people and it is it is very touching and yeah. uh, one of those moments when you're like i have not been nearly a good enough friend to all of these people that they are trying to be this good a friend to me sort of things but yes and uh and as uh, my facebook post on the subject and my you know twitter post on the subject yeah no i i'm just overwhelmed um, with the amount of people who are just like, you got this and we're here for you. So sometimes we do get things we don't deserve. Yes. Which fall holds true of both friends and cancer, I suppose. And productivity. <laughs> yes. You should go and be productive unless you're a tumor, in which case knock that shit off. Yeah. Right. Sorry. You, know, you should do the thing. I should do the thing. Yeah. No, the thing is that go out there and do your best to, um, Stay productive, no matter what that looks like. Unless you're a tumor. Absolutely. In which case, stop even listening to the show, you little shit. <laughs>